0: Hey, Chloe, should we get another opinion on the Barbie movie? You know, I think that's
1: probably a good idea.
2: Politics, culture, faith, and so much more. This is Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Mattingly Watson on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.
1: back to the Fact of Life podcast. We're so excited that you're with us today. Man, we have some fun content planned today. We have two interviews of two good friends of ours, um, one from the male perspective and the other from a female perspective, and both of them liked the movie. Um, I think one liked it more than the other, but we're still going to get kind of some different opinions on what um, what the Barbie movie is all about and what the messages they pulled from it um, are so I think it's going to be really good just to get another perspective, and, and we'll just kind of continue that discussion. Next week, we're going to really dive into the biblical roles of manhood and womanhood and why uh, the Barbie movie is kind of harming that, uh, we believe, but also why it's really important for society to understand those you know, really critical functions of men and women. So we're really excited for the next two weeks um, planned. But without further ado, let's introduce our first guest, Nathan Stanish.
2: Howdy.
0: Thank you for being with us today, Nathan. So why don't we just get right into it and kind of in a little short snippet, tell us what was your overall opinion of the Barbie movie?
2: I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that the Barbie movie was one of the best movies of the year and one of the best adaptations of a toy into a movie that I have ever seen in my life. I'm talking Lego movie levels.
0: Interesting. Okay. It's a
1: really hot take.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure I've heard many takes that would say it's the best um I've heard a lot that have enjoyed it but the best is an interesting one which will definitely provide a good good discussion for today's episode was there anything in particular like I guess what would you say the overall message of the Barbie
1: movie is because I think what did you pull out of yeah because I think that's the the
0: big thing that people are disagreeing on is what the overall message was
2: That's a great question. And I think one of the ways that I tried to solidify the message was to consider it through the lens of who's bringing the message. So it's important to remember that the director of Barbie is Greta Gerwig. Now, Greta Gerwig is one of the most um, up and coming directors in recent years. She's a very young director and she's been doing a lot of successful movies. Some of her recent hits were Lady Bird, which came out a few years ago, and Little Women, which is an adaptation that came out in 2019. And you'll notice across her movies, she actually has a very distinct style and a very distinct message that she tends to bring to all her movies. She has a focus on particularly the story of women. She likes to bring the story of women and the struggles they face, not just from men, but also struggles they face from other women. And she likes to broadcast that in very unique ways. Lady Bird was the story of a teenage girl who's struggling with identity and struggling with relationships and kind of realizing what it means to be a woman in our society. And Little Women was the story of how women have struggled in the past, was the identity that relates to how men interact with women and how that can determine the pressures that women face. Now, Barbie was very unique because rather than take it from a piece of literature or from a classic like teenage girl coming-of-age story, she tackled it through the lens of an action figure, through a Barbie doll, of all things. And I believe that the main message that you should take away from Barbie is the patriarchy is bad for men and women. Women can be ordinary, and men need to have a real sense of self-identity.
0: Do you think by the end of the movie, the Kins and Barbie Land had that real sense of self-identity?
2: Nope. They have just begun a long journey that's going to take a lot of time to actually define themselves as something other than An accessory to Barbie. There's definitely not a sense that, oh, they flipped the switch. Now they are immediately a self-identifying, self-actualizing member of society. Not at all. When you spent your whole life as nothing other than a doll pining after Barbie, which by the way, the movie makes clear, is unhealthy. That's not good. Nobody should do that. Men shouldn't do that. When you spend your entire life doing that, it takes some time to adjust. And It's clear that they are very slowly coming to that realization. Which is why that dance number, the I'm Just Ken song that's already stuck in so many of our heads, I was singing it the last few days, <laughs> oh that song is so beautiful because it's representative of the journey that a Ken has to take. From I'm Just Ken, she only sees me as a friend, I'm upset because my identity that's attached to her is harmed by the fact that she doesn't like me, to eventually him saying, I am enough. I do not need another person like Barbie to determine my identity. I in myself need to determine my own identity.
1: So a lot of the actors in their interviews, um, the director as well, they've described Barbie Land as like the perfection ideal. Like they say that Barbie Land is the ideal. And so... Would you like, agree with that? Yeah.
2: No. And I, I find that curious because I haven't run across any, any of the interviews where they've said that because the movie definitely seems to make it clear that it's not a perfect land and it's not perfect because the Kens are completely dumped by the wayside. In some ways, Barbie land is like an exaggerated version of our land. Now, I think we can all recognize that women are not as thrown aside and nobody knows where they live as the Kens are in Barbie land.
0: Well, I don't know. If you look at the real world in Barbie land, they certainly are.
2: Do you think, do you think the women are as cast aside as the Kens in that real world as they are in the Barbie land? I, I, when I got that movie, I didn't get the sense that it was quite equivalent. The real world seemed a little more close to our real world
0: you think the entire Mattel board of directors is all men and that all construction workers and all CEO board of directors are all men?
2: Statistically, they are overwhelmingly men.
0: Statistically, the Mattel board of directors is 50% women.
2: Right, their board of directors is, which probably was because of a quota they had. But if you do look at the statistics of how many CEOs in the world are men and how many construction workers are men, which isn't to say, by the way, that that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think necessarily that the Barbie movie gives the impression like every single job and every single occupation has to be a 50-50 split. But it does give the sense that women shouldn't have to face so much pressure to be everything.
0: Well, also in the movie, the young girl says, um, "Every it was a, men hate women, women hate women, everybody hates women. That's the only thing we can agree on.
2: There's some truth to that. There's some definite truth to that. So I know for me, I grew up with three sisters a lot of my perspective on the Barbie movie is informed by that, and also by the fact that I grew up watching quite a few Barbie movies. Okay, was- those
1: are so different, though. Those <laughs> like are those different. are different. Those <laughs> those enhance masculinity. Those, um, you know, let men save the day, let men be the heroes, and and promotes like really good ideals in women. Like,
2: did you femininity. ever watch? Did you ever watch Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse?
1: No, those. That's a whole other. <laughs> su- that's a whole other <laughs> column of
0: Barbie too.
2: Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse is very representative of the barbie play experience that barbie does everything barbie's the cool one who's like an astronaut and everything and ken ken's just there to pine away at barbie and that's certainly how i think it's safe to say most little girls will play with barbie is that, okay you know, but like the original character. barbie
0: movies right, like right. barbie as rapunzel barbie of swan yeah, lake yeah. barbie fairy my personal favorite, yeah. 12
2: like, dancing princesses is <laughs> the best a good one, one too. I think, mm-hmm. by far but it's true that ken can have more of a role but the main character is still by far barbie well, the whole focus the movie the whole is named is on after barbie. her Nathan. right exactly and <laughs> yeah. and what's wrong with that i mean a lot of the complaints about barbie were exactly that oh man ken's just a side character ken's cast aside it's like well that's that's how ken has been played with since the beginning because it's a toy well i mean towards... and you do
1: you do see that from ryan gosling's interview because he's like to like when he was accepting the role you know he's like he was just laying face down in the mud next to a lemon <laughs> slice. Yeah, he know? went outside to find his daughter's you know, he, Barbie. Yeah. But also,
0: I mean, I don't think that was everyone's experience with Barbie and Ken. If anything, I had my Ken dolls got more attention my Barbie dolls because there were less of them. Because there were so many Barbie dolls being sold.
2: Did so. you did you play with your Barbies like a patriarchy? Was it like Ken's <laughs> in charge and like all the Barbies just do whatever? He, whatever well, it he depends. Says. I had different
0: worlds going. on. That is on. very interesting. It was very <laughs> intricate. Okay,
1: I've
2: never, I've never met anyone who played with Barbies like that. That's an, I can see why you dislike the Barbie movie then.
1: What did you think about the scene near the end where she's talking with the creator, quote unquote, the creator of of her, you know, and and the creator of Mattel, and she says. I don't want to be the created. I want to do the creating. Like what, in your mind, what message is that portraying to young women or young men?
2: It's a message of self-actualization.
1: Okay, but is that a good message? Should people be, like, should people be giving that? Because even if you look, the creators of the movie
0: and everyone, they admitted that scene is supposed to replicate God and man. And no, it is. And the, the part where she reaches down and grabs like the teacup is supposed to replicate God touching Adam in the Sistine Chapel.
2: There is definitely some imagery in there that's clearly intended to bring to mind elements of Christianity. There's no doubt of that. But it's a little bit more of a stretch to say that the director is trying to say that the creator is God. And therefore, this is a religious message of, hey, stop acting like you were created by God and go to creating. However, let's not forget that the message of don't just be the created, but also be self-actualized, be finding your own identity, be doing your own thing, be creating as well, is also important to the Christian faith, is that we're not just meant to be these passive, adopted children of God. We are also meant to be active in evangelism. We're meant to be Christ-like. We're not just meant to be the children of God, but also to be many Christ's on earth and that we are doing the mission of Christ on earth. So it is a good message to say, I'm not content to just be the created. I am intent to bring the creator's will to action and to be a right. self-actualized individual. I,
1: I totally agree with you there. However, that's not what they do in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, like, like as, as Christians, we can watch that movie and take away those things because that's what we know. But for someone who does not have that faith and that identity in Christ that they need to be having, um, I, it's it's really harmful to say that, oh no, you can create your own destiny. You don't need anyone else. You can be exactly what you want to be with with like no matter what. Like that's, that's unhealthy. That's not a good thing without Christ. Does and, it say
2: you don't need anyone else though? Because it's very important to the message that you do need other people. Well, there's a very strong family message in there and how the mom and daughter do learn that they do need each other in different ways.
0: Yes, and... L- You do need one another. An important part of Christianity, as you just said, is evangelizing, which comes into that. But if you look at Barbie, she goes back, turns Barbie land exactly how it was at the beginning of the movie and then leaves. She doesn't change the The Barbies. Well, she changed them out of the, quote unquote, what was it, um, brainwashing they were part of, which is really just brainwashing them back to what she thinks, um, which is obviously both toxicities of everything all happening at once. But she doesn't do any evangelizing. In the end, Barbie Land is the exact same way it was at the beginning.
2: Nope, it's not. How's it different? The Kens.
0: How are the Kens' lives different?
2: The Kens are now a part of the society no, and they're no, not. Yep, they are. Did you? That's the that's the final part of the movie, is where they literally ask for, "Can we have a part in government?" And, and they're they granted. N- that. No,
0: they're told. They no, they literally did. They're, they're told literally they're told. they said no. you
2: can't be on the Supreme Court yet, but why don't we give you like a, a circuit job or something? No, they're saying they you'll said, work your way up. They said no, maybe some, check.
0: They said maybe someday the Kens will have power in Barbie Land, like women will that's in the different. real
2: world. That's different. And more importantly, they actually care about the Kens now because it was very clear from the beginning the Kens are in. The Kens are entirely forgotten, whereas now, at the end of the movie, the Kens are a part of the world, and more importantly, the Kens do not only exist to be accessories to the Barbies anymore. That is a change.
1: I can see that, and again, I think this just goes back to like it's it's so crazy to me because so many people watch it and get so many different ideas, you know, like and like I. <laughs> I did not like it. I left the theater being ashamed for being a woman. Like, I I just thought it was so demeaning um, to a woman of Christ, I think. And I, I appreciated the fact that they did say it's okay to be a mom. Like, it's okay to want to just be a mom. Like, that was really huge. You don't see that anywhere else, really. Um,
2: Except Lady Bird and Little Women by Greta Gerwig. Where she sure I to emphasize have an the issue with Little message. Women, though. I she says the same thing. The conversation between Joe and Meg is very similar to that exact same monologue. I did not character.
1: just okay. compare Little Women to the Barbie no, movie. No, stop. He did because it's the same one that she made. No, but see, I don't. I don't like that. I don't think that's a good good stance. I, I didn't like the new Little Women movie because first of all, it was. A strange i mean it was a it was a more progressive adaptation of a book that's just beautiful and also i just love it was very the accurate though movie. The,
2: the most progressive part the of the
1: costumes were not accurate okay like, <laughs> i'm not i'm not an
2: expert i'm not an expert on that it period was of history so, so.
1: not accurate
2: I'll but it was, it was it was
1: a beautiful movie and and it was really neat to see the story of little women in a whole different light you know going chronolo- instead of going chronologically like flashbacks and whatever. I think that was really cool.
2: And the meta-narrative. Because that's that's what people found the most disturbing was the progressive element of the the, the publisher is trying to talk her into finding a relationship for Joe, right? Yeah. That was the most progressive part. Well, that's what really happened. Louisa May Alcott was actually, actually bullied into eventually giving Joe a relationship. She also didn't want Joe to end off married. And that's the point. So it wasn't so much progressive as it was just very historically accurate to not just the book but the circumstances outside of the book, which is why it's such a great movie.
1: I think we come out of it from two different perspectives, I think, because I appreciate the fact that you can find like the beauty within it and, and understand like maybe what they're trying to say to me, it's like, these aren't good messages for women. I would like to see movies that, you know, like, I mean, this is Barbie, right? I didn't even play with Barbie growing up. Like, Barbie was not my doll. I had, I mean, I said this in the last episode, like I played with American Girl dolls. Like, I, you know, the whole historical narratives and and everything like that. But, you know, I, I think there's just so many more uplifting movies for women specifically as, as daughters of the King and in their specific roles in, of womanhood. Um, and the other thing that I didn't like was I just didn't like how stupid men were portrayed in the movie. You know, I mean, that's not a, that's not a, a new thing. That's, Literally in, like, every movie ever. Like, the single guys are just stupid, driven by ego, you know, I also whatever.
0: I like women were portrayed as stupid in the movie. I feel like
1: everyone They were was really stupid. portrayed as divisive, which they are.
0: Have um, you guys
2: seen the Lego movie? No. Yes. If you've seen the Lego movie, you remember that almost everybody in there is also notably portrayed as stupid. Let's not forget, this is an adaptation of yeah. toys to the big screen. Of course there's an element of, like, things are sillier. People yeah, that's that don't true, think the but the message level. and
0: the plot line of the Lego movie is not that of the Barbie movie.
2: Yeah, because that one is very directly pointed towards a parent-child relationship and the message of creativity and your self-identity in what you're creating as well. That one is not geared as much towards women. This movie is obviously very much geared towards the struggle the women face, which... I don't have a problem with a targeted demographic for a movie. Well, I don't look no, at a Barbie movie fine. and well, think like, oh, there either. need to be competent men, or else I'm just well, not sure that like, I can understand this movie.
0: I, absolutely. I don't think there's anything wrong with targeted demographics for movies. My problem is that I don't like being victimized as a woman, and I feel like that's what the entire Barbie movie is. It's yeah, basically victimizes. saying... It puts every
1: woman in the same struggle. Yeah. And, and and granted, there are a lot of different messages being thrown at women, and that's that's a very bad thing, but... I just I don't like how they they wrestled it out like it 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 was not edifying nor did it come to a good conclusion of of godliness I mean not that it would because it's you know a secular movie
2: well then, well then two questions two questions first of all that big monologue that happens as uh, the the mom character is trying to debrainwash everybody in the movie. How relatable did you find the monologue to be? How accurate do you feel to be in explaining many of the pressures that women face that you yourself feel like you faced? And then my other question would be, when they go through some of the toxic behaviors of the Kens in that movie, how accurate did you find that to be?
1: Toxic behaviors of the men, like what? But-
2: <laughs> like having to explain The Godfather to you every time you watch it, or demanding to play a song for you and trying to pass it off as like the most romantic thing ever.
0: I don't care if I love, someone plays a song. Like no,
1: I I, I thought I that, don't think those are
0: toxic behaviors. I thought
1: the traits that they played up on the men were actually hilarious. Like they were yeah. so funny to me. Um, but I would. But, but, but it them was toxic. like they're they're trying right. That's the thing. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't call them toxic. They're trying to portray like this toxic patriarchy, which part of it was. I mean, you know, with the the women and the beer and and everything like that. <laughs> you know, but like. <laughs>
2: But
1: but like playing playing, playing the guitar at you for four hours straight, like that's what they do. I've like literally had that happen to me before. So like, it's not, you know, I I thought that was, I thought that was super funny, but as far as the monologue, um, remind me exactly what your question was with that.
2: So, so she gives a long monologue and I will say. So I think the greatest weakness of the movie is that sometimes it really does take itself very seriously and slip into monologues that just break up the pace of the story. The the long monologue that comes in the middle as the mother is trying to de-brainwash all these Barbies who are totally sold on the patriarchy, all that. Did you find this monologue to be relatable and just the conclusions to be wrong? Or did you genuinely feel that it just is not an accurate representation of what women face?
0: I felt that there were parts that were relatable or that I I appreciated I know at one point um, she talked about being a mom, which I thought was great because I think that tradi- like that's one thing that is sometimes looked down upon in society nowadays, just depending. But there were also some lines that just, quite frankly, didn't make sense to me. Um, like she says, you must have money, but you can't ask for money because that would be rude. you got to be a boss, but you can't be tough. You must lead, but you can't crush other people's ideas. Um, you're supposed to love being a mom but you can't talk about your kids all the time you have to be professional but you also always have to take care of everyone else then this one was got me you are responsible for men's misbehavior which is crazy but if you notice that you're accused of being a whine yeah see I think I disagreed with most of the things I just read
1: right and I remember sitting in the theater during that monologue and I was like this is so false like Oh my word, like I hated it. I wanted to stand up and like scream at the television. I, I like, think sometimes oh. we're told by movies like this in the media that that's how we feel, but in
0: actuality right, we don't we don't feel that way and it would never cross our minds unless things like the like the media in this movie were like telling us to. It still yeah. doesn't make me feel that way when they tell me to right. but, but that's, that's that's part the of the thing being, that's it's the part a, of the like I feel like I'm being victimized to behavior right. I'm getting
1: from it right, right and that's I mean, you just see that everywhere with all different, you know people um, people, groups in, in society. It's just, you're just victimized. But I, I think there are a lot of struggles that women go through and a lot of different pressures, but I wouldn't say that that's an accurate description. I think that's what the left would say that women go through, but I don't know that's an accurate portrayal. Like, it is tough to be a woman, but not for those reasons. I just think it is interesting. Everyone gets a different opinion from this movie. I mean, I didn't like it, but I have different standards for movies, I guess. I don't know. That's the hard part for me. And I think I heard it said one time, someone was like, you should, you know, stop trying to demonize everything, um, you know, like look for the good in, in the, this movie and what's coming out and stuff, you know, which I think there's some wisdom to that. But also you have to be careful. The message is being thrown at you. And I don't think that the message in this movie was anything new, but it was the same kind of, of victimization of women or women empowerment, um, quote unquote, of like, you can be you and do whatever you want um you know so anyways well that was a great um interview thank you nathan for coming on the show we appreciate it we loved hearing your opinions and i think it was really informative for the audience so
0: we, i think especially with a movie like this where you had so many different opinions and views of what the message was it really is important to be able to bring all of those perspectives onto the podcast because that's why we're here we want to provide those perspectives you don't always hear so
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was great to hear it from multiple viewpoints. Thank you so much, Nathan.
2: Yeah, glad I could be here.
1: Coming back after the break, we're going to interview Valerie, who's going to talk about her perspective on the Barbie movie um, from a little bit different, but similar similar take, and it's going to be really informative. So looking forward to that. Just a reminder, you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.
2: faith and so much more this is fact of life with chloe Noller and mattingly watson on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm
1: welcome back to the second segment of the fact of life we're so happy to be back with you guys thank you for tuning into that previous interview if you didn't get t- to listen to that we interviewed Nathan Stanish and his opinion on the Barbie movie which was very uh, well thought out I appreciated it a lot oh um, absolutely I don't agree with it still but you know I think mm-hmm. it was really really good to hear that that side of it um, mm-hmm. so anyways to kind of continue this conversation looking at it from different angles I'd like to introduce our guest Valerie
3: Hi everyone. It's nice to be here.
1: Thank you guys for having me. We're so excited. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Just getting right into it. Valerie, what was your take? What did you think about it? Like when you walked in the theater and walked out, what were your feelings? What were your initial like
3: hmm, thoughts about it? I think my initial thoughts were that Barbie Land and the quote unquote real world were set up in a way that really made you think about what what we were doing in society. Now, the real world version was obviously very extreme. Men were doing everything. Maybe that's how we live, maybe that's not. And Barbie Land was quite the opposite, but I think the the parallelism there, there are differences in the way they set up that those societies, which I think are really interesting. In Barbie Land, what I noticed when the women were ruling basically everything it's not that they were degrading the men, they weren't. They were just kind of ignoring the men. Mm. But when you went into the real world and you had the men ruling and the men doing everything, it hurt the women in ways it didn't hurt the men in Barbie land. So that's kind of something I, I really took away from it is they're setting up these two societies. Both of them are not great. They're both not ideal and they're both don't make men and women equal but there still are differences in the way the matriarchy and the patriarchy are portrayed.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what do you think about its ending? Like with, you know, the Barbies being there and the Kens are like, Can we be on the Supreme Court? And they're like, Maybe someday. Like what 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 did you think about that? How
3: did how did the resolution play into that? Yeah, I think the ending was weird because I don't think it resolved any conflicts. Mm-hmm. I think the Barbie movie really presented a problem and didn't solve it, which I don't think makes it a bad piece of media. But I do think it leads us to to draw conclusions on what type of society we want. Mm-hmm. Do we want a society where one sex is doing everything and the other is doing nothing, even if those it's not directly harmful or directly um kind of aggressive towards one sex even if it's not balanced I don't think that's a good thing Mm -hmm. and so the end of the Barbie movie like when they're when the men are like we want to be a part of this and the women are like no I don't necessarily think that's a a great thing but I don't know if it's presented in a way that's supposed to be a great thing
0: Hmm. interesting yeah I definitely like I definitely like your thought process on that because Mm -hmm. that's you know, it's, it's differing than what we heard from Nathan, and mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more well thought out than others that I've heard, so I, I really appreciate, um, like, your perspective on that, too, because I agree, it was really interesting to see the way they set up the two different societies, um, and I, I hadn't thought about that before, of how the men being ignored, like, their reaction was different than the women being ignored. I do still, I agree with your perspectives on, like, how they changed on that, but I think looking at it of barbie land not being perfection i think my problem with it was that it was almost from what i could see like the people who were making it i know we talked about this earlier with nathan the different actors and actresses and things a lot of them considered barbie land to be perfect um Mm -hmm. i'm looking at a quote from like Issa Rae, who played president barbie and i think what for me i don't think every actor actress or producer on the movie can thought that And one of the reasons that I wasn't a huge fan of it, too, like, there were a lot of them, but one of them was because I don't think that all the people working on the movie were on the same page with the message coming out. I think there were definitely some who are closer to maybe what we think, that these aren't supposed to be perfect, that's supposed to show you the different flaws, but I do think there were a lot of them, um, you can see from different quotes in the media and stuff, who genuinely thought that, like, Barbie Land is supposed to be perfect, that... List all of these things. So, I think the main reason why people are getting different messages from the movie is because people were aiming to put out different messages and creating it.
3: I definitely think it's important to keep in mind that it is a Barbie movie, right? Mm -hmm. So, Barbie Land is supposed to be about women and about Barbies, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be this kind of perfect version of what we all used to play with as kids, right? When Ken didn't really matter. Like, we do have to keep in mind that these aren't depicting necessarily real society, but it is Barbie. And that kind mm-hmm. of, maybe the perfection in Barbie land and that being a great thing in Barbie land isn't, it doesn't translate to the real world, but maybe mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm.
1: It's interesting. Cause some, something that I took away from it was that I felt like men just wanted to be respected. Um, that, that was something that I took away from it because I just remember uh, a scene where a lady walks up to Ken in the real world and she asks him the time and he was blown away that she asked him the time because she respected him and whether or not that was like, because she actually respected him or because he was a man, you know, I mean, I think it's just because he was a man, but I think, I don't know. I just found that really interesting because you, you see him go to the real world and all of a sudden he has like a purpose now and I, I, yeah, I don't know. To me, all the men wanted was respect and I didn't appreciate the fact that in the resolution of the movie, well, or the lack thereof, like there, there was no real apology from Barbie for how much she did. She disrespected the men. Um, she did sort of apologize. Like she was like, like, I'm sorry that you feel that way or something like that. I don't remember exactly the lines, um, but it was it, there wasn't, it was an attempt, but there wasn't like, because I just remember she, he stands there after she, he took over her house Mojo Dojo Casa, <laughs> which I think is hysterical, by the way. And, you know, and he stands there and he's like, how does this make you feel? You know, like, this is this is where I was at, you know? And she just, like, melts, you know? She doesn't do anything about it. So, I don't know. I don't know if that made sense to you or if you see some flaws in my reasoning. But what do you think about that?
3: I think Ken, Ken's... I don't know if Barbie necessarily degraded Ken in any way that deserved a proper apology or, or that that yeah because I think Ken at the beginning of the movie and throughout the movie really was really searching for Barbie's approval and for Barbie's romantic love right he wanted Barbie Mm -hmm. to pay attention to him and at the end of the movie she kind of helps him to see that that's not his purpose his purpose is to be him and to do his own thing so was it Barbie really stopping him from doing that in the beginning of the movie, or was it his own perception of what he was for?
0: I think part of his perception that that's what he was for was how Barbie treated him, though. Because I think it was Greta Gerwig, I think it was Greta Gerwig, who no, it was Margot Robbie, my bad, who said who like referenced bar like the beginning of the Barbie movie, saying that she Barbie doesn't respect Ken at the beginning, and from like what I picked up on in the movie um you know they're like oh that's just like that's ken his job is like beach which i thought was funny like I, I did find that funny but I, you can't like quote that all the time. yeah but i do think a lot of times and i guess this honestly this part does apply to real life in some way when people do sometimes when people do have those like negative thoughts towards themselves so they place their worth in some things i think sometimes it is due to how they're being treated so like that's kind of how like i picked up on it in with ken like he put his worth there and he or not worth or whatever because of how degrading Barbie was treating him, or maybe not necessarily completely degrading, but the, like, how she would, like, ignore him and how he wasn't important to her, and so whenever she would treat him like he wasn't important, I think to him, oh, like, she's treating like I'm not important, and so I want her approval, and I think, honestly, it's how a lot of us, like, act sometimes in life when something or somebody is, treating us maybe it's negatively or like they're just like outright disapproving of us it's like oh I want to do something in my power to make them approve of me and you get so dedicated to that 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 is where you start to put your worth
3: and I think that brings up another good point of of like what is the purpose of this movie mm-hmm. and I was watching Abby Elwell's video mm-hmm. on Instagram of, of, I saw that too. of her comments on the movie and her her opinion was that this movie, she brought up the scene where the creator kind of touches Barbie's hand and lets Barbie declare her own Mm -hmm. purpose. And so I Mm -hmm. think what you're saying about Ken maybe and us even being affected by the people around us saying this is maybe the worth you have in their actions or or thoughts or how they treat us, it brings up another point of what is our purpose and how do we declare that? Is it by what other people are telling us? Is it our own no I breathe out my own purpose into the world and, and mm-hmm. I get to decide that for myself or is it something neither of those and something that God gives us and mm-hmm. says your purpose is to be with me in the end mm-hmm. and I, I think that's that was her idea of what the main point of this movie was is is what are we doing here and who are we in the context of, of what we can declare for ourselves
1: yeah I do think that's interesting because And I think that was another probably it was a good point that they made, Um, you know, and we we talked about this with with uh, Nathan, too. But just like. There is a sense that they're they're saying that you need, you know, you need other people, but like they can't be the end all be all like you need to be yourself for who you are, you know, like you you need to not place your worth in what other people think about you, but you need to find yourself, you know, in yourself. I don't agree with that statement. But I think it's important like it gets one thing right, you know that you can't place your worth in other people and what they think about you. You know, and that's what Barbie's telling Ken like you're saying, you know, like you you, you know, you, I can't be everything for you and I can't I I can't do that, but you need to come up with, you know, who you are and your your own destiny. Um, which I think I understand that's where they're going with that, but I just don't agree. I think it's important to to realize that you can't place your worth in other people. But that that's that third that's that third point. Like it's your purpose is something that God gives you and you have to discover for yourself, but like it is not of yourself. It's mm-hmm. it's God ordained, you know. So it's, you know, to me it was just the movie was so self-focused in that you need to come up with your own purpose and it's the same message that women get all over the place that, you know, like no you are enough. You are everything you need to be, um, and, and you don't need to work on anything. Like you are enough. Like that's, that's the phrase, like you are enough. Like that's, that's where they reached the point. But I don't, that's not a good thing to say because of ourselves, we aren't enough. And so that's probably another issue I have with the movie is just because I, I don't agree with the, the end result where it's like, you are enough. You're not enough truly without Christ but with Christ you can be enough you know and so obviously that's not that what the purpose of the movie was made for you know but I think that's another reason I didn't like it because it's teaching young women young men that they can create their own destinies they can be whoever they want to be which again yes in a sense that you can do whatever you want but within the plan of God that he yeah. has for you you know what I mean I
0: think, yeah I I did There was an element of, like, the symbolism between Ruth and Barbie and, like, God and man that I I did appreciate. I thought it was a cool scene, especially the way that they, like, carried it out. But where I do feel like the scene almost went wrong is I felt like like you can become the creator. You can do what you want. It was more of, like, you can take over more. I guess it's instead of giving, like, free wills, Like, instead of giving free will within the parameters of your purpose as given to you by your creator, it was giving you free will outside the realm of your purpose as given to you by your creator. And obviously, this is a secular movie, and the creator is a lady named Ruth Handler who created Barbie, and it's not, you know, our divine creator God who created human beings. So, there is a little bit different, and you wouldn't expect a completely Christian point of view coming from such a secular movie. But I guess that was part of it is it's part of that message that, yeah, I'm just kind of echoing what Chloe said. I just feel like that scene, I originally started to like it as, like, I was watching. I was like, oh, like, I actually kind of like this scene so far, like, because I hadn't really liked many up to that point. But then. <laughs> All the scenes with Ken,
1: yes. <laughs>
3: but, uh,
0: I, I'm just Ken, like, sometimes plays through my head. Actually, a lot of the, it did have a good soundtrack. I will give the Barbie movie that. <laughs> I I liked the soundtrack. It was catchy. I Some loved of it the wasn't. set. It
3: was great. The set, the set was, was so the, good.
0: The outfits, and yeah, great. The,
3: they were fantastic. They
0: like did such a good job at making Barbie come to life. Like mm-hmm. the attention to detail, impeccable. I know her like, hair,
1: like goals, bro. Like, like, like. I may not have
0: liked the plot, but
3: that set
0: was, <laughs> it was really good. On yeah. a whole other level.
3: I don't know. Another scene that really stuck out to me was kind of the ending scene, the joke scene when she goes into the real world. And she's like, well, I, just the way she presents herself, it's like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about purpose, right? And what is our purpose? Who declares that? I think at the end of the movie, she's kind of presented with this, well, well, now I'm in the real world. I have to build that for myself of exactly what I'm going to do. And I think today that's it's a huge issue for people and for me included of like this feeling that you have to you're kind of put in this situation where you have to declare your own journey Mm -hmm. and and figure that out for yourself. Like, what am I going to do? And how am I going to be enough on my own? Because like you were saying, Chloe, you know, we can never be enough on our own. Mm -hmm. That's just not how we were made. And to put that burden on us is is causing a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety. Right. Especially in young people now, who who feel this way that I mm-hmm. have to be declare my own purpose, right. and then I have to succeed at it, right. and then I have to be happy. On top of that, mm-hmm. it's it's very harmful. But it is a window. I think that the movie does provide a window into the lives of of others who are facing this issue of of now I'm in the real world. Now what do I do? Because I have to figure that out on my own. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I just I think maybe that's part of the issue that I have with it because it presents that problem, but there's no answer. And we as Christians do have the answer to that. You know, like, obviously, like, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life yet. I'm still learning. I'm a student at Hillsdale College and yet getting an education because I know I'm not smart enough yet. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> and
0: um,
1: But you know, like, yeah, I, as as young people too, we're trying to figure out like, what am i made for what are the gifts that god has given me and you know we've done we've done a couple episodes on identity and worth and where do you find that mm-hmm. you know where do you find your identity where do you find your calling and you know what what's that what's the harm when you find it in the wrong place you know and so we we took a big look at that especially with you know the school shootings and and just how people grow up so absorbed with with that and and it just wrecks them because you know we're not meant to look inward we're not meant to look inward at ourselves and focus solely inward. That's, you know, I, it reminds me of the opening scene in, uh, what did I read? Oh, metamorphosis. I can't even believe I brought this up. Wow. I didn't like that book, but I'm um, to Which read it. Which one, the
3: Kafka one or the... Mm, the Ovid one? The Ovid one. Okay. Yeah.
1: I read it in Jackson's class and he, like the opening scene was, it was like, there was a, when men were created, it was like, they were made to look up and there was this like specific line. You know they were they were created to look up to their creator, and I was like, oh my word, like that's so good, um, like the one thing I appreciated about the book. But like that's that's it. You know we're made to look up, um, we're made to look out of ourselves, and you know and so I, I guess it's just to me it was sad because it did present that real problem. You know that that everyone faces, and I know a lot of people related to it because they are they're in they're searching for that, and maybe that's the reason why so many people did like the movie. But it doesn't give you a resolution to that. And instead just it's like everyone's like, Yes, I do feel that. I can relate. But where do you go from that? You know? So maybe it's an opportunity for us as Christians to take a hold of that and be like, I know you feel that way. I have an answer. Let me tell you about him, you know? I don't know. It's kind of what I was what I've taken away from it. So
0: Um, well we still have a few minutes left. Valerie, I'm really interested to know what did you think about the mom's monologue at the end? Do you remember much of it? Here, I have a copy if you wanted like a little refresher I know it's kind of hard to remember like a whole monologue on the spot but uh, we had a good conversation with Nathan about what he thought about it and I feel like that's another kind of part of the movie that people have come away with different thoughts different perspectives Mm -hmm. different messages from it so I don't know I'm just curious kind of if you had any like standout thoughts about it if not that's okay too
3: yeah, no, I think I liked this monologue. I know I've I've heard comments of people being like this is just the typical feminist mo- monologue that we hear all the time. But I do think that it pictures kind of of the ordinary the ordinary Barbie, the ordinary woman who is trying to balance all of these different things. Like you have to be all these different things to be good enough. And then that's again like where do you find your worth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to be all these different things to be respected and loved and cared about and thought to be professional, but still have children. And I think that that is a problem we face. And me personally, not knowing what I wanna do in life, knowing that if I have a full career, maybe that means I can't be a stay-at-home mom and have, and raise my children or vice versa. Like If I wanna have mm-hmm. a family and raise my children, I'm going to have to make sacrifices. And I think it's often expected of women, especially women that those sacrifices aren't to be made and you're to you're you should be doing all of it which is a lot and it's Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. it's not practical and it's like women were taken out of this role in the home and and said to you're supposed to go work but you're also still supposed to lead your household so I think that's a Mm -hmm. lot I don't know what do you guys have to think about that
1: yeah I don't know I think there are a couple things in this monologue that I do agree with um Mm -hmm. you know I mean yeah. Like about, you know, the work mom balance, like that's definitely a pull. And, and and we talked about this too in the past because like um, you know, there are so many different pulls on women from so many different, so many different um angles. There's just a couple things. There's a couple of things in here where I felt like it was, it was victimizing women where you're just pigeonholed, I think a little bit. And you're like, every woman goes through this experience and everyone's like, yes, I can relate. I don't know though. I don't know that that's true. There is a line in here that I think we're going to really pick on, um, pick up on next week as mm-hmm. we talk about the biblical role of men and women. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That was that was my take on it. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I was there. Was it was definitely spotty for me. Mm-hmm. There were parts, and honestly, I go back and forth about the monologue as a whole because I do think there were parts that were relatable, but I also th- thought there were parts that were it was or maybe as a whole saying like oh like there were parts I did oh I definitely have felt that before, but I was also saying. This is what we're we're expected to be like. This we're expected to be like this, and I don't necessarily always think we have those double expectations. Maybe sometimes we think we do, or we to- we're told that we do, but we don't necessarily actually have them. But one of the things that I did agree with, like Valerie mentioned, was the like mom work life balance. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I I definitely did not expect them to put that in there. I didn't I think either. Different like a lot of times modern media doesn't necessarily appreciate the role of a mother, mm-hmm. but when they did put that. I, I really did appreciate that line and like the emphasis they placed on that, which I wasn't expecting, but I did really appreciate at least that part of it, for sure.
3: For sure. I think one thing that's kind of been the theme of our conversation is wrapped up in the end of this this monologue. It says, I'm tired of seeing myself and every woman doing the impossible for others to love us. And it's, it's like, it kind of calls into question love. And mm-hmm. what is love and why do... Is it really love if we have to be doing all these things to get it? Maybe mm-hmm. it's a type of love, but yeah. it's not yeah. It's not the love God gives. Yeah. And, exactly. and is that the love we should be giving other people? Is that really love? No, mm-hmm. because we should be giving love. in Out in, of an
1: outpouring of the Christ. Christ exactly. For us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
3: So I think, I don't know. I think that's interesting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. that's a really good point to bring up. And that's a great segue
1: into our next episode next week. Absolutely. Really talking about that. Um, so man, it's been so great to have you on,
3: Valerie. Thank you so much for joining yes, us. Absolutely. Today. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been, been great yeah. to talk to you guys about this. I I was really excited about this movie, and I think there's there's a lot of big talking points here.
2: The Fact of Life Podcast can be found at, at Fact of Life Podcast on Instagram or at Fact of Life Pod on Twitter. Reach out to the host at factoflifepodcast at gmail.com or send a message on Instagram or Twitter. Listen to The Fact of Life anywhere you get your podcasts, especially right here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on The Fact of Life.